Today we're starting a brand new series. It's a 10-week series on the Ten Commandments. Go figure. And I'm here with Pastor Scott Kreps. Scott, you took the lead on the series. And before we even get into week one or commandment number one, which we're going to cover today in our small groups, I think it's good to sort of take a look at the overall idea here. And, and it's that God's not trying to crush us with red tape and regulations, that these commandments are actually meant to bring us life. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I hope when we think about the Ten Commandments, we don't think, oh, geez, more laws, you know, more rules, because that's not what it's really all about. It's not about more rules. Uh, what it's really about is a key to experiencing the kind of life that God wants us to have. And so you can think in the Old Testament, there were 613 laws in the in the first five books of the Old Testament that regulated how people were to live their lives. The Ten Commandments is kind of the summary of that. Here's the most important part, the heart of God's law. And then Jesus himself even summarized it even uh, briefer than the Ten Commandments. In Matthew 22, Jesus said, uh, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. And this summarizes, Jesus said, the whole law. And so that's why we're calling the series Love God, Love Others, Love People, uh, because that's really the heart of the Ten Commandments, about how to love God, how to love each other. Okay, so let's get into the very first commandment. It seems really basic, but there's a lot of good meat right here. And your point is that there's only one God, and you're not Him, right? Freedom comes from accepting and embracing the one true God. Yeah, so uh, God starts the Ten Commandments off by, first of all, in verse 2, he says, this isn't a command, he just says, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. So it's sort of like he says, before I tell you how I want you to live your life, I want you to remember what I have done for you. And so what we see is that the grace of God, the heart of God, is what establishes the law of God, which leads to this flourishing life that we're talking about. So we see God's grace, God's love for his people. And then with that in mind, verse... God told me to do this, or God wants us to do that. Have you ever leveraged God's name for your own purposes, or used his name flippantly or carelessly in life? All of this speaks to our lifestyle, how we are reflecting God to the world around us. That's why in Colossians 3, Paul says this, And whatever you do or say... Do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Colossians 3.17 is sort of the New Testament equivalent of commandment number three. And there's one more thing. In the Old Testament, God's name is always exalted above all. Think through all of the stories about how God's name is exalted. And in the New Testament, God himself, God the Father, exalts the name of Jesus to the same level as his own. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says, Therefore God elevated Jesus to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Today as Christians, when we think about the third commandment, we shouldn't just think about the name of God, capital G, we should also think about the name of Jesus, because Jesus is God. So when we go into the world, let's remember to carry the name of Jesus with honor. Let's represent him well to the people around us. That's what the third commandment is all about. 